Welcome to the Revival Method Podcast, where we teach you actionable steps that you can take to start moving, thinking, and feeling better. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Revival Method Podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Parker, and today we're going to be covering the final pillar of the Revival Method, which is having the proper mindset when trying to achieve a lifestyle change. Because more often than not, the excuses that you're telling yourself aren't the real reason why you're not achieving your goals. It's not the, I don't have enough energy, willpower, motivation, or time. It's actually what's going on between your ears. Because your perception on a current circumstance or situation is going to be a very powerful indicator on whether or not you're going to be successful. So today, I hope to cover the three most common roadblocks I see my clients run into and hopefully give you a couple strategies or at least give you some background information so when you do encounter these problems, you don't get stuck or even worse, crash and burn. So the first roadblock that I see most people run into is having the all or nothing mentality. The all or nothing mentality is the assumption that we need to be perfect in order to achieve our goals. We need the perfect workout plan, the perfect nutrition plan, uh, and then we ourselves have to execute this absolutely perfectly in order for us to achieve our goals. And that's nothing further than the truth. You see, when we have this thought process, we actually set ourselves up to become very overwhelmed from all the details of life itself and also the plan itself and trying to, to integrate them to become super streamlined. And we get this sensation of paralysis by analysis. And paralysis by analysis usually ends up with us completely not doing anything and avoiding the circumstances that we're trying to improve because of how much stress it's causing, okay? So let me paint this picture for you. You're trying to lose weight, so you're trying to come up with the perfect workout plan and diet plan for you, but you don't know what the best exercises are, what the best foods are to eat. Then you're trying to figure out how you can put this into um, action with uh, your kids and your family and your job, and now you're getting to the point where you're like, this is just so much, I don't know what to do. So what do you do? You avoid it, because now you're super stressed out. Let's take it a step further. What if you're somebody that uses food as a coping mechanism? Like you get stressed out, so you go eat something, right? So now that you tried to be perfect, you got so stressed out that you didn't do anything, and then you went directly against your goal, went into the kitchen, and ate additional calories that you didn't necessarily need in the first place. This is why we don't want to aim to be perfect. We're human, and this is life. And life is an ever-evolving thing that we have to navigate, you will never be perfect. So by simply just accepting the fact that it's not about being perfect, it's about just doing slightly more than what you're currently doing, it's going to be much easier for you. Like, let, let, let's be completely honest here. If you are doing nothing right now and you committed to just one thing per week, that is a step in the right direction. That's all we need to do. One foot, one foot after the other in the right direction. Because once you start to build habits, they begin to compound on one another. So before you try to be perfect, just ask yourself, what is the most simplest, smallest commitment that I can make that's non-negotiable that I'll do on a regular basis? 
The other thing that I wanted to bring up about the all or nothing mentality is it's not a matter of if you fall off track. It's a matter of when. There's going to be times that life gets in the way and there's no way that you can stick to the game plan that you made for yourself. And that's completely okay because it's going to happen. And all you need to focus on is getting back on track as soon as possible. Don't tell yourself, oh, I'll just restart on Monday. No, you're going to start the next moment that you have this thought process. So let's say it happens on Tuesday where you fall off track because life got in the way. You're thinking to yourself, okay, how do I get back on track on Wednesday? How do I normalize my eating schedule, get back on track when it comes to exercise? Or if life is that hectic, how can I modify my plan, maybe take some things out, and just do the most important things of that plan and just do those for now, making it easier for you to navigate life, but also still trend in the right direction. When we have this thought process that I'll just start over on Monday, well, if you fall off track on Tuesday, you have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, almost an entire week, five days of you basically falling off the wagon, going directly against the things that you're trying to work towards. Now you're just creating a bigger hole that you need to dig yourself out of. So to recap this, this whole roadblock is this, the all or nothing mentality is going to set you up for failure. You do not need to be perfect. You just need to find one small sustainable habit or action that makes you trend in the direction that you want to go. And if you fall off track, well, when you fall off track, you get right back on the horse and continue to go down that same path. So I hope that gives you a little bit more information on why you don't need to be perfect because we're moving on to roadblock number two. Roadblock number two is your identity and how you are speaking to yourself. You see, your identity is a mixture of the stories that you tell yourself and the confidence that you have. Let's say that you think that you are very good at math. Well, you don't just pull that out of the thin air. Most likely, you have a history of either acing exams or, you know, acing pre-calc, right? You have evidence as to why you are good at math, okay? When you are talking about certain things, you have to worry about the words that you say and how you say them, okay? We need to start changing our identity because if we do not change our identity, you are going to always revert back to the stories and the words that you tell yourself. So a very common example is people believe that they are genetically doomed to be heavy set because their parents have always been over heavy set. So they say, I can't do anything about this. Now, think about this. These people are saying that I can't do anything about my weight because genetically speaking, my family has always been overweight. So I, what, what, what can I do? What's the point? This person is shifting the blame from themselves to something that they cannot control. And the second that they do that, it doesn't matter if they try to make a lifestyle change because when things get tough, they'll always revert back to the thought process of, you know what, 
I can't do anything about this anyways. I tried my best. Oh, well. That is a closed mindset. Whereas we tweak those words just a little bit and we start to open up our mindset, we actually can start making drastic changes. So same example, okay? Person believes that their, their heavy set ways or them being heavy set is mainly due to their genetics. Instead of thinking that it's only their genetics, how about they say something like this? I am, over, uh, I am heavier than I want to be. My family has always been heavier than they want to be. Um, and that could be due to genetics. That also could be due to cultural food choices and also habits that we have all built together. If I start to make different food choices or at least making healthy substitutions and perhaps changing some of the cultural norms that we have in our household, I can start to trend in the correct direction of losing excess body fat. When you start to say things like this, it's a small change, but now you are taking some of that accountability back into your life and you have complete control over it. You see, when you have control over something, it can be scary because you're like, oh man, this is on me. But it's also very empowering, okay? Because you actually have the option to get the job done and, and improve upon something that you're not happy with. So background story on me, I am Italian and Irish, and my Italian side, our family expresses love through food. You know, we douse things in olive oil, we, we have a spread that covers up the entirety of our tables, and you know, calories is just a measurement of love. And I had every excuse in the world to be heavy set, but when you start to look at the factors that influence our body weight, genetics is only one piece of the puzzle. And there's so much other things that are at play. So what I want, what I'm trying to drive home here is make sure that we are utilizing phrases to ourselves, stories to ourselves that remains in our control. Now, to take it a step further and give you a little bit of a, a scientific explanation as why we need to focus on open mindset uh, phrases and the word choices that we use is the reticular activating system. You might be thinking to yourself, or you might have thought about this in the past is, how does the brain process all this information at a moment's notice? Like think about this, your hands, your feet, your legs, your back, all these have nerve endings constantly sending information to the brain. Then you have sight, you have smell, you have taste, you have hearing. You have all these different sensations going to the brain, but we don't necessarily have that at the forefront of our thought process, right? Well, that's because our brain has these filtering systems that allow us to focus on certain things. Now, before you know, technology became what it is today where we talk near our phones and we start to see certain advertisements due to the words that we use. There, there is a beautiful example here. So let's say there's a circumstance where you and your friend are talking about a famous band, ACDC, right? You, you, you are talking about the, the best songs. You're talking about how they are cultural dominant in their time. And after that conversation, you actually start to recognize or realize things that are related to ACDC. So maybe you have, you're hearing somebody in the distance play the song off a of radio. 
you see somebody walking by with a shirt on, you're like, oh, that's ACDC. And, and you start to recognize all these things in your environment. But did that, did all these things happen because you had this conversation? No, you just now have a higher sense of awareness on that topic because you had that conversation. ACDC and any thought process that we have is no different. Our brain is going to shift focus on things that it thinks that have that it thinks that it has a higher importance. So, if we're using words of negativity, if we are focusing on reasons why we can't get things done, it's going to just find more reasons why we can't get things done. You know, a classical example is let's say you are a stay-at-home parent. You, your job is to make sure the house is livable, the kids are living their best life, and that includes cooking, cleaning, laundry, uh, making sure that they get to all of their functions, right? And then also just being a great spouse, whether you're husband or wife, right? Those are plenty of reasons why you cannot get, get the, the reasons why you can't exercise, right? Why you can't um, eat a certain way. Like, for example, all my kids eat chicken nuggets. How am I supposed to eat these, these good foods, right? That's a valid excuse. If the kid's not eating, you're going to have to find ways to feed them in the ways that they'll actually eat. So what I would say is this. Instead of trying to find this, this excuse or, or use this excuse as a reason why you can't get things done, let's take that closed mindset and open it up, right? So instead of saying, I can't do this because I have to find time to cook, clean, cook, I'm sorry, cook, clean, do laundry, all these things, you can say this, I am so busy, but I need to protect my own health because I want to be around for my grandkids. And I also want to be fully functional and healthy for my grandkids. So what are some ways that I can start to adopt healthy lifestyles, whether it be diet or exercise or both, that influences me and my kids. When you start to ask yourself these questions, you'll start to find solutions. Like for example, when you start to think like that, then you're like, okay, what if I incorporate the kids in my exercise routine? I'll get the exercise benefit, they'll get the exercise benefit, and I'm setting a beautiful example. Now you're starting to think about, okay, how can I get that to work in my lifestyle? What if there's a class for parents that they all meet up and the kids meet up and now you get to mingle with kids or you get to mingle with other parents who are dealing with the same circumstances you are and your kids get to socialize with their kids. You see what I'm saying? Like this is just a small example of when you start to open up your mindset open up the excuses and challenges that you are currently facing and try to find a solution, you are taking that accountability, placing it on yourself, and your brain will start to focus on potential opportunities and solutions versus just reinforcing the reason why you can't get out of your own way. Now, I am fully aware on how this concept is a little bit uh, abstract, but if I were to just make this very applicable, I would say this. Anytime you feel like you're at a roadblock, ask yourself, what can I do as a solution instead of just writing it off as I can't get this thing done? And you don't need to come up with an answer immediately. 
because sometimes your brain needs time to work and sometimes it needs to absorb some environmental stimuli to come up with the solution. But when it's cooking in the background, you, you will eventually get an answer. Um, and it's more beneficial, right, than just trying to write, write things off and saying, I can't get it done. So I'll talk more about that in the future and, and try to pin down more examples and more uh, specific strategies. Um, and now the final, uh, the final roadblock is your environment, right? So many people set out to have these big and these big goals and their environment is nowhere near aligned with that goal. Let me, let me give you an example. So your environment is the people around you, the friends around you, your actual physical environment, whether it be like your work or school, um, and things of that nature, right? And in your environment, there's triggers that are going to be either triggering you to do a good habit or a bad habit. And how you control these triggers will determine whether or not how much willpower you, you're going to have to use, okay? So classic example would be, I mean, most people, it would be like if they have a workout equipment in their house, whether it be like a treadmill or a bike or a Peloton, uh, most people will use that as a coat rack or some type of clothes hanger <laughs> of some sort. The chances of you exercising with that piece of equipment is slim to none. Because in order for you to find time to not only exercise, but now fold all the laundry that's sitting on top of that exercise equipment, it's not happening, right? So what are some things that we can do to remove that friction so you're more likely to get the, the exercise in? Well, first and foremost, let's, let's fold all those laundry, all that laundry up, and make sure that we don't put that there in the first place. Another thing would be like, let's say that you are genuinely trying to lose weight um, and you tend to have this circumstance where when you see food like snacks and stuff, you kind of just graze all day. That is a visual cue. Most of the time when people are grazing all day, they didn't have the initial thought that they were hungry. They didn't have the initial thought that they wanted that specific food. Most of the time they go, ooh, I'll have some of that. Well, imagine... If you didn't have that visual cue in the first place, right? I like to drive home this point. Like when we're in the, the, the shopping center or like grocery store, one micro decision, that one small decision that you think to yourself, like, you know what? I'm just not going to buy the snack. I'm just not going to have it in the house. will set you up for success for the remainder of the week. Because if we're being honest, a lot of people don't just get up in the car and drive to the grocery store for a particular snack, right? Now, there's there's definitely uh, exemptions or exceptions, right? But most of the time, we are just grazing or eating these foods because they're there, they're easily available, um, and why not, right? It's kind of like a you're on autopilot, more so making a conscious decision. Versus, let's say your snack of the week is going to be a little bit of Greek yogurt, some fruit. And, and and things of that nature. So you, when you have a snack of that nature, not only is it going to be much more filling, right? But it's also going to be way more nutritious. So that's another example on how we can start priming our environment to lead us to success. There's other things like, this is a great example. The I used to waste about 
I had a guess, probably in total, like two hours per week as, as a cumulative, looking for my keys in the morning. I would come home exhausted and I would just like chuck everything that I had on my body uh, somewhere near the front door, at least I thought. Um, and then every morning I would be searching frantically for my keys. Uh, and it would just lead up to me being frazzled, rushing to work, and getting there just in time. Until I made a visual cue, which was just a piece of paper that wrote, I wrote key, but it stuck out like a sore thumb the second I walk into the house. Now I see the, the word that says key, and then I prime myself to put the key there. After a month or so, I, it was a habit. I never even thought about it. My key is there now, and I've just saved two hours per week because I just established a simple habit and utilized a visual cue to do so. One thing, I mean, I do want to do a whole podcast on habits, but another thing that I did do is I, I congratulated myself. I rewarded myself. Um, I rewarded myself every time I did good with putting my key on the rack. Now, the reward was different each time, but it was something that I enjoyed, whether it be like, okay, I'm going to have this dessert. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have that. But the reward was a reinforcer, and it made me like look forward to putting my keys on, <laughs> on the rack. And you can, you can also just go a step further and think to yourself, like, putting your key on the rack is a reward in itself because you're not going to be super stressed out the next day. So... These are the three most common roadblocks that I see people have. Quick overview would be the all or nothing mentality. We got to make sure that we're not trying to be perfect because that is impossible expectation to put on ourselves. You also have the identity versus closed and open mindset. We need to make sure that we're using proper phrases to cue our brain to give us solutions, not reinforce the reason why we can't get or we can't obtain the thing that we're trying to obtain. And lastly, we need to make sure that we're removing all the friction from our environment. If we're trying to achieve something, try to make sure that it is the easiest for you to do. So if you set out this perfect plan that requires you to use all your willpower to get it done, you will crash and burn within a month. So I hope this was very informative. I hope this is something that's going to help you in the long run. I, I want to dive deeper in this on future podcasts. I hope you all have a good day.